0: Hello, and welcome to Off Time Jive. My name is Tyler Pino. And my name is Michael Holler. You
1: thought we were gone, you thought we were cancelled, but you just can't get rid of us that easily.
0: You hoped we were cancelled. You can't fucking cancel us, though, because, like, we, we put this out on our own dime. Like, the, yeah, you, you, we ain't no uh, Marvel Netflix series. That's right. Holy moly, um, we could actually start with that. Uh, you were watching The Punisher? Yeah,
1: I've gotten about five episodes into The Punisher, and um, it's it's fine. Like I, I kind of have the same problem that I have with I did with the first season of The Punisher of where the best bits of The Punisher are in Daredevil season two. So why watch The Punisher?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I liked uh, Punisher season one, and I've been wanting to get into they released Daredevil right the the mm-hmm. final season. I've been wanting to yeah. get into them, but like I've I've got this. This like just this this blanket of 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 of, apathy apathy simply because I know that like this 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 is the end and they're kind of unceremoniously getting dumped, which it's so fucking unfortunate. Because I you know I I have my individual problems with each one of those shows. I think they're all a little bit too long. They they could benefit from you know cutting a few episodes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the eight episode. Runtime, I think that would be fine. They're all just a little bit too long, but they're all very good. Like well, I, I appreciate well, that's them all. A bit of a stretch, but I mean, like how they—they they all
1: have. Mm, Luke Cage sucked. Iron Fist. <laughs> sucked. Um, they oh, well, all have Iron their Fist, individual.
0: Yeah, I forget about that one.
1: Everyone forgets about that one. They all have their individual problems. Jessica Jones had a pacing problem. Luke Cage had a writing problem. Iron Fist had a emotion problem. Um, but in regards to the variety that that brought to not only netflix's programming but like the the marvel cinematic universe as it were uh it it offered a lot and because it offered so much of that it it kind of made a lot of the more big hollywood blockbuster types a little more stomachable and a little more palatable Mm -hmm. uh just because you know it's it's like looking oddly enough to compare this dc like looking at the comics it's like Batman to Superman. Like, the darker the darks are, the brighter the brights seem. You know? Sure. Uh, so, you can have, like, a movie like Ant-Man and the Wasp, and you can have movies like Black Panther, and you can still go into the nitty-gritty of Daredevil, of one man going out in the street and beating the
0: fuck out of people. So hmm Yeah. I like the look of them. I, w- I was just happy that those shows existed. Um, and <laughs> now they don't. Uh... Yeah, it, it, you know, honestly, like i feel like there's
1: still a lot of questions as to why they're gone now Mm -hmm. and uh, i do feel like it is a when iron fist was first canceled it kind of made sense like oh it was the one the least people cared about like no one really gave a shit about iron fist um the fact that they made the defenders so pivotal to iron Fist's character and story uh is kind of what killed the defenders yeah. Um. And they canceled Luke Cage, and that also wasn't fairly surprising, simply because it was like the Then it was the next one on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. Um. And then they canceled Daredevil, and I think that's kind of when everyone started to really realize that uh, it it's all over.
0: Yeah. This wasn't a quality control thing. This was um. This a, was an executive a, thing. An executive thing. And yeah. So Disney's coming out with their own platform, uh, presumably, and you know, not taking the Netflix Marvel stuff with it I guess there was always that idea floating around out there because I remember for the longest time people said you know you have the MCU is split into the movies and, and the TV and both of those divisions don't really uh, everybody said get along I don't know how true that is I, I have no idea what goes on behind the scenes but they 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 had their own thing Going on, they were their own separate entities, and now I think that um, if I had to guess, it sounds like what Disney wants to do is is for their own platform. I would assume that they're going to have something that's more in tone with uh, that of the MCU. I don't know if there's official stuff or if these are just rumors that were floating around. They said something about doing like a like a Thor thing. You remember those uh, like yeah, Thor shorts series. that came out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well,
1: I mean it makes sense as a company to want to consolidate all your assets and it also makes sense on like netflix's standpoint because for shows like uh stranger things or ozarks or things that they produce themselves um like they get all the money for it but for something like daredevil jessica jones you have to pay a different company for the royalties to use their characters Mm-hmm. And, I mean, from a, from a business standpoint, like, if you can just survive off of the shows that you're making without having to pay any additional money out to other companies, that mm-hmm. does make sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, if no, I had no to... One, no one's, no one's it, come out and explicitly said that, but it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. I Well, if I had to guess, I, I would assume that this probably isn't even, like... I, I doubt that the licensing of it was, was all that big an issue for them. It did seem like, you know, for a long time, you know, Daredevil and all of those shows, they were a core com- a component of, of Netflix's uh, original content. Yeah. Um, I would say that, like... I mean, Daredevil you was know, up there with being one of the first things that they produced, isn't yeah, it? I, yeah, yeah, because Daredevil and Stranger Things came out... Um, Daredevil was first, right? Yes. i trying to think of the timeline. Um, I want to say Daredevil
1: came out like 2012. No, no no no. No, no, no. 2014 no, no. Way after that. or 15. Cuz I was
0: living in New York at the time, yeah. Um I I think I was living with Jose at the time, so I wasn't even in the New Yorker anymore. Uh but 2015. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense cuz we went we saw the premiere of season The two. second season of Daredevil, yeah. And that I was definitely <laughs> Living on 45th Street at the time because we were talking. That was before I moved to 45th Street because I was like, oh my god, if Hell's Kitchen is like this in the summer, um, and there's no AC, I'm gonna fucking kill somebody. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's that starts
1: off season two starts off with like it's 119 degrees, the heat wave in Manhattan. Yeah, and then we just kind of looked at each other in the screening and went, oh, fuck that. It's
0: true, true. New York in the summer is real bad, I hate it. Um, I hate hot weather, Michael. Uh, but yeah, no, going back to that, it was like, you know, Daredevil and Stranger Things were kind of their two big OC things, um, you know, when they first started pushing for all this original content. Because for the longest time, that that wasn't a, really a thing. Like, Netflix original stuff, if they were making things, it wasn't making waves in any, any particular way. Now I feel like that's their primary... Bread and butter at this point is their original content
1: oh yeah without a doubt i mean I, I remember a lot of reports at the time like when they first started creating their own content where they're like oh netflix is in so much debt like they're they're sinking all this money into their original programming like yeah. how is this sustainable as a business
0: a massive but, um, amount of debt like a billion dollars over five years
1: yeah we're, we're still here
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, it seems like it's everything that anyone's ever talking about i mean even just like this week uh like or not even this week, this month, like Bird Box came out. It was uh like everyone talked about it. And uh, now Box? they release I did not. They they released <laughs> the uh the Fire Festival documentary, uh, mm-hmm. which I did see. Um and then I think in a week they're releasing uh I think Dan Gilroy's director, uh Velvet Buzzsaw. Okay. Um, and that's exciting. I like Nightcrawler so I'm excited to see what they do next. hmm Yeah. Uh,
0: they they've become like a legitimate um figure in the industry in terms of, of the content that they're putting out there. Like, Bird Box even, yeah. didn't love the even, movie, but holy shit, everybody was talking about Bird Box for a week.
1: Yeah, even when uh, Amazon Studios, I think Manchester by the Sea won, uh, won pretty big. I think um, they won Best Supporting Actor, right? Casey Affleck won that a few years ago? Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's it's really when they start winning awards, it legitimizes it. Yeah. But I mean, like, shif- shifting gears from... Uh, marvel to something that should never be in their realm of possibility uh
0: (laughs) the academy awards yeah that came out this morning um as of recording it we just got the nominations uh for the you know 525th annual academy awards or whatever the fuck it is uh a lot of interesting as
1: they would call like the third annual oscars yeah did they change the name a little bit ago
0: oh yeah they did yeah they were doing that as a thing where they were like it's the first annual oscars like fuck you what what Stop changing things. It's like, well, you're not fucking Apple. You can't get away with just changing names on shit. <laughs> yeah, just arbitrarily. Anyway, I don't think they're doing that anymore. But uh, yeah, we. So the the hostless Oscars, from what I still gather, correct? Oh yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, you know, I think
1: Collider did report though recently that um, what they were trying to do is they were trying to get the ensemble from the Marvel Cinematic Universe to, like, take turns presenting awards, essentially, um, well, in preparation weird. for Avengers Endgame. Yeah, so I don't know how verified this was, but this was an article on Collider a few weeks ago where there, people from the Academy were, were asking uh, cast members from the Avengers either to uh, not present awards or to not really have a big presence at the Golden Globes just so that it would seem like there was more of a presence of them at the Academy Awards this year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we'll, we'll see if
0: that's the case. Well, Michael, um, they're gonna have presence at the Academy Awards this year uh, because, as we've all found out this morning, uh, nominated for Best Picture, um, Black Panther.
1: You, you know, I can't, I can't. I, I saw this announcement, and my immediate reaction wasn't, "Oh, that's weird." My immediate reaction was, "Well, fuck you." <laughs> like, like not because not because I'm not like proud of the movie or anything. It's just it's just one of the things where I'm like, it feels. Condescending. Does that make sense? Where everyone thought, like, oh, they created uh, the best popular film category just to give the award to Black Panther. Yeah, um, and that's what I and, was thinking. That was yeah, like,
0: the it, cynic in me was like, when they announced <coughs> that they were going to have a best popular movie, first of all, like, I don't really know how I feel about that category. The cynic in me does say, it's like, a stupid pop- it's, it's a just stupid dumb. Um, but. This does address a wider issue that I have with the Oscars, and I've talked about this a little bit before. Um, I think that one of the things that the Oscars is really bad at doing is actually picking movies that end up standing the test of time. If you look at, like, the best picture in any given year, rarely does it actually jibe with, like, what culture considers the best movie or the most memorable movie of that year. Um, Sometimes they get it right, sometimes they don't. But I think that, in general, the Oscars as an institution and the Academy Awards as an institution is really bad at um, being inclusive of, of varying types of movies. Like no, it's... I mean,
1: I, I agree 100%. I mean, two, um, two examples, like, automatically come to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is the, uh, the artist, won over The Social Network. Yeah. Uh, that one was really weird. Uh, and also, I, I can't remember what won in 1994, um, but it wasn't Pulp Fiction.
0: Yes, yes. I've talked about this specifically before. Um, I don't remember what won. It, it might have been Forrest Gump, actually, because I've talked about this and looked back on it. And Forrest Gump, I mean, I, I would say um, in terms of movies that I like, uh, it's not Pulp Fiction to me. But it's a, it's a significant movie in, in pop culture. But like when you look back at things like that, and you're like, "Yeah, wait, fucking Pulp Fiction didn't win that year. What <laughs> the hell? What were we yeah. thinking?" Um, it, it's hard. Uh, Cracked. Uh, they've done an. They have talked about this uh, particular issue in the past. Um, they did an episode of the Cracked podcast where they they pitched the idea that like let's give it like five years before we decide to judge any of these movies. Because um, yeah, we seem really bad at like picking the ones that stand the test of time, but I think that at this point. yeah, I, I think that there are kinds of movies that that get Oscars and kinds of movies that don't, um, and you know the movies that do end up getting overlooked are you know action movies which look I I understand the idea of you know these award movies. Going to films that have like a particular sort of emotional impact,
1: The Post, something like that, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, I I mean, like even even Spotlight to a degree. I mean, I really did enjoy Spotlight, but it it did feel like it was a movie that was catered for that. Yeah, it's an Oscar. It's really it's it's really hard to objectively look at a movie and just base it on the merits of being a good movie as opposed to being a movie. That's meant for audiences or meant for the the award season. Right. Um, occasionally, we'll get a film, and it does happen to do both. I mean, I was I was really uh, happy with uh, last year's Academy Awards, where the, the Shape of Water won, and I felt like that was a very well deserved pick. It was uh, mm-hmm. it, it was a great film. I loved Guillermo del Toro's direction of it, and it was something that that felt atypical of what the Academy Awards would typically choose uh, as their winner. Uh, but fucking Get Out didn't win, and everyone was pissed off.
0: Yeah. And
1: This year, Black Panther's not going to win, and everyone's going to be pissed off.
0: I, but, well, I mean, are they? Like, <laughs> I think that the fact that it got the nomination at all, um, the people that wanted it to win, that should be enough, because boy, oh boy. Um, look, I've seen Black Panther. I think it's a fine, uh, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. But it is an MCU movie. Now my feelings on, you know, the MCU and what it is have, have varied kind of wildly over the years. Uh but yeah, the they've they ranged part, from negative to mostly negative. <laughs> well, here's the thing. When we first started doing this podcast, at least the incarnation of it where it was you and I, we were, you know, we were both in film school. I was studying acting, but I was studying acting at a film school and I was studying it from um the perspective of, of TV and film, and that was the focus. And when you're that age, and when you're in school, you had better have fucking strong opinions on stuff because, like, if you're going to get into this as an occupation, um, where it's just like the most ridiculously difficult field to break into, you better feel strongly about it, or else it's just it's not going to work. Um, you, how was that? How was that boastful career on Gotham, Tyler? Oh, it's uh, it's so good. Man. Gotham is in its last season and I've, been, I've, not, I've not been on it um, uh, how dare they how dare they overlook uh, my tremendous talents Anyway, how dare they overlook your talent after you shat all over them for like 30 episodes straight <laughs> well no no. I specifically we had a Gotham embargo where we could not talk about that show because you and Gian could not be nice uh, toward it you had nothing nice to say so we said nothing at all but now it's over, and it, who cares? No, but it's, I think they're done shooting it. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly sure the show's. I, is it still airing at this point? I have granted I've only watched like. The I first don't even think that they're done seasons, but... shooting it. Shooting it. Principal photography's done on all of it, but I think that they're still uh, casting like little parts, or so I've heard, mm. like little guest star, co-star stuff. But. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've I've not watched past like the early seasons, but even just from hearing stories about how they film that show, like fuck, like it's a oh,
0: in fairness, it's a disaster. It has, it has its audience. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure
1: it's gotten better over the years. Um,
0: it definitely seems like it found like a direction. My biggest problem with it in that first season, and if you go back and listen to those episodes, you'll you'll hear that like it's they're it kind was of flailing just in the dark. so
1: they're trying to be the Tim Burton Batman while also being the Christopher Nolan Batman.
0: Well, yeah, they didn't know what Batman they wanted to be, um, and I think that eventually they they found their own uh, their own version of this mythology, which every you know adaptation of this mythology should find. Um, and so it worked for some people. Uh, it didn't work for everybody, and that's that's fine. And I think that this is you know what I kind of wanted to say about Marvel. It's like even if those movies aren't for me, they're for somebody, and if like you enjoy those movies you know good on you have fun with them but but i feel
1: like at this point it, it should be abundantly clear that the the people that those movies are for are not the people that choose the academy awards
0: right um those are not oscar movies and those are not trying to be Oscar movies. So it's, it's, it's strange to me that this is... It, well, it's not strange that this is the one. Obviously, we know why this is the one, because it's... Um, representation. Representation in media, which is important. Um, what I will yeah, say... Which, speaking of, um, Crazy Rich Asians nominated for nothing. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't weird. care
1: or really see that movie. As but- an
0: Asian-American, Michael, are you furious no, um, but I
1: have a very funny story to tell. Who about Who should that. we cancel? I I've got a I've got a very funny story to tell about that. Okie doke. Um, it, it's a joke. Yeah, well, not a joke. It's a story. I said okey doke. Uh, oh, okay.
0: You son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> I was I um. I, I'm a manager at a movie theater now, and one of my cohorts, um, we'll, we'll call him Derek. Um, mm-hmm. Derek is also a manager. Now, we were kind of by ourselves in the theater. It was a slow day. And this is back when, like, Crazy Rich Asians, The Meg, I think it was, like, Happy Time Murders. Miles okay, 52, like- well,
0: for the audience, in terms of Drake and Josh characters, um, who are you and who is Derek? In
1: terms of Drake and Josh characters?
0: Yeah, that took place well, in a movie theater. Sometimes. This is where they worked.
1: Oh, no, we, we were both working. So none of us was f- freeloading the other stuff. Mm. Um, no one got crazy steam fired
0: oh okay
1: but uh, but we were kind of just waiting there it was a slow day we were just kind of talking and um, this Asian couple uh, comes in mm-hmm. and they come up to purchase tickets Derek uh, he's like oh you know your is gonna be $22 so they give him the card <laughs> uh, he swipes card he gives him his tickets he's like oh you're gonna be in auditorium 8 you know it's just it's that way this way blah 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 they take the tickets. They don't specify what movie they want to go to, oh, yeah. and he doesn't <laughs> ask. So they go to the theater, oh, this is already great. and everything's fine for about five minutes until they come like fast walking back to the ticket booth, and they're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, is which which theater was The Meg in? Because we're <laughs> watching this movie, and it doesn't it doesn't look like the shark movie." And so Derek fucking color <laughs> drains from his face, looks over to me, who is about to die. it's uh, fantastic. Looks back at the couple and goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I just assumed I didn't I didn't um, you're going to be in theater 12. I'm I, again, I'm I'm really sorry. I, 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 just,
0: I thought... <laughs> Well, in fairness to Derek, wasn't The Meg also like a, a joint production with, like, China? Wasn't it, that a Chinese was. movie? It was.
1: I actually so didn't end up watching The Meg, but the certain, down. certain days when the theater was uh, dead, I would go in and just watch a few minutes of it. Yeah, every time I went into that auditorium, there were always subtitles. And it was odd to me, because I feel like the movie The Meg... Would be appealing to the type of audience that would prefer not to read when they go to theaters.
0: Oh, it sure do.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was just I was confused. Mm-hmm. But that's 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 my story about crazy rich Asians. and uh, <laughs> I'm funny. never gonna let them live it down. It's still one of the funniest things that's happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway. To the point about like uh, uh, representation being important in films, absolutely. I think that 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 thats that is that that is a fair point. Um, the trouble that I have with a movie like Black Panther, though, is when you talk about it's not awards a movies, and I, mean, I don't even it's not mean a film like that survives on its own merit. Right. When you remove I mean, I... it from that cultural context of, well, this is like. Quote unquote, the first, um, you know, black. It's not the first black lead superhero movie, which uh, I, I don't. I feel like that'd be going back to Blade, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, people. Well, people have been talking about Blade a lot. Um, and I understand that, like, Blade is not, it, you know, Wesley Snipes is, God, is one feel person like it's not.
1: I would never have heard that sentence in my life. <laughs>
0: people have been going back to Blade. They, uh, yeah, those are interesting films. But. Um, Black Panther. If you remove it from like the cultural context of okay, so this is the first Black MCU movie, um, then it's just an MCU movie. Like it's it's like I said about the MCU. They ha- they have their um, audience. They they know what it is that they're doing, but they don't. They've never struck me as movies that are like striving to win awards that's just not what they are they're like um
1: yeah we've talked about this like many times like marvel kind of i I described it to someone recently as like it is the it's not an auteur film in any sense the word it's it's more like an assembly line process of film it's like what general motors or ford did for automobiles is what Mm -hmm. marvel's kind of doing to movies they're they're pumping movies out they they work like they're they're fine they make a lot of money they're efficient yeah, they are cohesive. They have stories, um, but you're never really gonna get something like The Dark Knight uh, out of a studio like Marvel.
0: Right. You're Well, you're never gonna get something that's like extremely bad, but you're also never going to get something that's like particularly daring or. Boring. You know, on that, on that topic though, I
1: rewatched Iron Man two mm-hmm. uh, the other day. <laughs> uh, it's it's on Amazon Prime right now, and Was I it? remember initially watching Iron Man two. And being like that movie was too bloated, like there was too much plot in it that it didn't really go anywhere and it was disjointed, and having rewatched that off the heels of Infinity War, like mm-hmm. that that seems incredibly trite. Like it is, it's it's a quaint movie
0: by comparison. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I would imagine. Um, I Oddly wasn't enough, expecting um, anything out of Infinity War, and I think when I saw it because I my expectations were so low, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I was like. Um, Damn, it is a balancing act of a film, and it's 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 the first one of these Marvel movies where I feel like if you don't know what's going on, at, not even just at a cursory level, but if you haven't watched every single one of them, you're going to be miserable when you're watching it. Um, yeah, but-
1: no, we had, we had a lot of people. Um, well, I mean, like at, at our particular theater, like Black Panther was the the highest grossing film we've ever had. Um, so we, we had a lot of audience members like coming back like being like oh Black Panther is in this right and like yeah he is sort of. like have you have you seen any of the other ones and they're like no no I've just seen Black Panther oh wow and okay. a lot of those people walked out of the theater going like that made no fucking sense at all well, yeah like that was the worst thing
0: I've ever seen certainly not a movie that you're jumping on right after especially if you're looking for Black Panther not in the movie a whole lot um, and he dies fuck you internet you can yeah, deal wonder, with that because have, have, uh, it's been long have enough they
1: told, have they told um, Tom Holland and like Samuel <laughs> Jackson that like their characters <laughs> are
0: dead hey did you guys yet? know that you
1: guys were dead um, well boy oh boy boy oh I boy mean, I guess, we like live guess in our... an <laughs> to be fair we haven't Really gotten confirmation as to whether this happens before or after
0: Infinity War, but I'm assuming after. I, I believe it happens after. I've been told that it happens after. Well, I told, yeah, Nick said it happens like minutes after um, the conclusion of of the next Avengers film. But like, why? Like, how is it that we, we're getting this trailer, but we haven't gotten like an Infinity War Part Two trailer or whatever no, they're did. calling that movie? Oh, did we? Yeah, we got the Endgame trailer. Have you not seen it? Oh, probably not I'm so uninformed these days and yeah, it's it great with, uh... I feel like I, I'm no longer uh, I, I feel like I've, I, 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 I dislike these kind of movies uh, less than I did because I no longer feel obligated to watch them they're just like they're, they're just there I don't have to see them opening weekend so we could talk about them for the podcast I don't have to like I, I, I don't have to review them in any you know kind of meaningful way unless I want to so now it's just like wow well, they exist. They're like uh, they're like chilies. They're the chilies of movies. It's like chilies will <laughs> always be there. Sometimes you feel like eating chilies. Um,
1: they're never gonna leave you with a lasting impression unless you get terrible diarrhea after the fact.
0: <laughs> hey, man, chilies is fun. You know, it's it's an interesting conversation to be having because I just got back from Florida. I was in Florida for a month, um, which is the longest amount of time that I've spent in suburban America since I, I left it really. Um, and I think Do you that... remember why you left it at this point? <laughs> no, well what I'm what I'll say is that like going back there and spending some time and, and, and you know feeling like I, I was there long enough. I, I've been back many, many times since I, I've left, but it's only for like, you know, a week at a time, maybe. Um like you get an appreciation for that sort of lifestyle that you you know, when you're living in New York, it's like yeah, New York is big and crazy and cool, and, and, and everybody knows what it is, and everybody wants to live here at some point. Um, but it's it's a completely different lifestyle. And when you do go back there and you, you just realize, oh, you could just breathe. You could just walk around and breathe, and everything's comfortable. And um, well, you just drive a car to a Chili's. Like, I, was, I brought up Chili's because, um, you know, it's one of the places that that we would go. You have like chain it's like restaurants, a and when I was living in that area, I I hated those places. I was like, this is crap. I, I would rather eat at like a cool, um, one-off restaurant. Uh, but you know, after living in New York for five years now, or four years, however long I've been here, um, yeah, sometimes you just want to go back to those places, and that to me is kind of how I look at the Marvel movies now. It's like. You know that you know what you're getting when you go into one of those movies, and there's something comforting about that. And as long as you're not placing it on this pedestal um, and expecting too much from them,
1: then it's like winning perfe- an Academy
0: Award for Best Picture. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like expecting that they should be Academy Award-winning movies, then like I feel no reason to be hostile toward them anymore because it's just like well, you know, they're there, they do what they do. I, the only thing that kind of upsets me about um, the way that something like Marvel function and functions in the industry is that everybody needs to follow suit, but that's not Marvel's fault, that's everybody else's fault. It's like, make your own damn yeah. movies. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, it, it is I guess, like, comforting, I suppose like like, you would say, like, there, there are certain times when I'm at home and I don't want to watch a movie, but I don't want to sit in silence, and there are times like that where I'll put Infinity War on, like, in the background while I do the fucking dishes or something Mm -hmm. like it's a perfect movie to like i don't know just be on the internet like looking at youtube and occasionally look up and be like oh yeah that was they fought cool and then going back to doing something else like it's it's nothing you have to like spend an intense amount of brain power to follow Mm -hmm. and it's it's never something that you actually have to get into the mood to watch like there's a there's certain times like i want to watch a movie like green room great film uh love it to death but I don't want to just put that movie on mm-hmm. at most points um, because it, it 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 engrosses you and it terrifies you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Green Room. I felt like I had aren't. to take a shower after that movie. I felt so bad. It was a great movie. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but it just made me feel like shit.
1: Yeah, Marvel movies aren't movies that you have to be in a particular mindset to
0: watch. Right. And there's yes. there's
1: there's there's nothing wrong with that. But I I think there's something wrong with this kind of idealism where there is an Mm expectance for that to be more than it is i mean even looking at a movie like wonder woman i mean i remember when that movie was like all the rage and everyone was talking about how important that movie was um and really nothing explicitly in that film is all too compelling or empowering it's really just the connotation that you're putting on it as a viewer. Mm-hmm. And, and I, well, I liked
0: Wonder Woman as a movie. I I, I enjoyed watching it, um, but yeah, no, it's 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 the same thing where it's like not nah, it, but it's just at the end of the day, it's just you know a fun little superhero movie. It doesn't strive to be anything more than that. And when you're placing um, more value on it than the product actually has, it just seems so strange, like right
1: i mean but that I mean that and that doesn't just happen with superhero movies that happens with a lot of movies nowadays i mean looking at uh bohemian rhapsody which won the golden globe for best picture which i fucking laughed when i heard that because <laughs> um, that movie was not good mm-hmm. um it yeah, have you seen bohemian rhapsody no it feels like a parody of a movie that's like it's it, what i've heard yeah it, it it feels like the kind of movie that like snl would make a movie of that movie being too much like a movie.
0: Yeah.
1: um, It's a sham, really. That's I guess that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> it's, it's a, a sham. It's a it, fraud. Fuck it. yeah, Hack fraud. Brian Singer. Yeah there, yeah, there you go. Um, but, but it's a movie like it, it survives solely on like, oh, I listened to Queen growing up. I grew up with my parents listening to Queen. So this movie means a lot to me because Queen's mu- music is in it. And it's like, Queen's fucking music is in Shaun of the Dead. And that's a better movie than this one. I mean, obviously, Shaun of the Dead's great. But it, it's just one of those things where it's like, if you... It, it, It's like Star Wars Rogue One. If you take the superficial dressing of it being connected to what you view as important, on its own merits, uh, it's fucking garbage, I guess is what I would call it. All these movies that really have this special connotation like to you like the input that you place or the value that you place on this film like that that's fine that's fine for you um but you you kind of have to acknowledge that it doesn't objectively make the movie any more important to anyone else on the planet
0: Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't even like go so far as to say like oh it's it's important to you so that means nothing um, I, I, I think that a movie like Black Panther is important in a cultural context because, like uh, like we've been hammering home, representation in cinema is important. But that alone um, doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't a great movie make. Like, I think that one of the common themes that you see a lot in award season movies is they'll tackle issues of... Um, That of of great social importance that are difficult to talk about in other contexts. Like, you'll have a lot of movies uh, that deal with racism um, and deal with uh, sexism, gender inequality, anything like that. This movie doesn't really deal with those things, though. Um, No. In the broader cultural context of the cinematic landscape in which it exists, the movie's existence in and of itself deals with this idea that, you know, uh, representation is not a thing that is, is is happening enough or hadn't been prior to these last few years. But... Yeah, I mean,
1: if you really want to talk about The like, movie doesn't really
0: made... deal with, like, themes of racism <laughs> or, or race at no, all, No,
1: really. like, fucking Zootopia dealt with that more so than Black Panther did. Yeah.
0: Um, and what I would what I would say is that, like, the, the litmus test that we should be doing for these kind of movies is if you remove it from um, its cultural context, will it have a similar impact? Like, if you were to take this movie and present it to an audience that has no idea, like, that doesn't really have um, the race relations problems that we have in America... Like, if you were to show it to an audience that were, like, say, in, like, Nigeria or something, where the predominant um, social makeup is, is is black, do they then say, oh, this is a really important movie? No, they're just like, no, this is just a movie. It's just a superhero movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have friends, like, in, the, uh,
1: in Japan and in the Netherlands, and I'll frequently, like, test the waters and be like, hey, uh, did you see this? what do you like what do you think mm-hmm. um and it's 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 kind of fascinating at what they view as good as opposed to what they view as bad mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know it's it's just interesting like looking at like I have my friend in Japan and granted like I'm not saying they speak on behalf of their respective countries mm-hmm. um, but I mean just just the whole idea where Sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, did you guys see Aquaman?" And they're just like, "Now, what's what's Aquaman?" What is an Aquaman? Like it's, it's like it's the newest DC movie, and they're like, "Oh, like like Captain America?" <laughs> like, no, 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 the the other ones. Close enough. We'll yeah. Um. Ago. I don't. I don't know. It just. It just doesn't seem that important of a discussion. I mean, we're fucking just too privileged over here. That's <laughs> one. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Well, um, the more we talk about the movies, the less we have to talk about like our actual problems and school shootings and <laughs> yeah, our well, president and our government being non-existent currently.
0: Yeah, they're on vacation. That's fine. Um, uh, 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 what, what I would say is like, if, well, when we look at movies that do deal with like subjects of racism that do get Oscars and deserve Oscars, um, like well, like look at a movie like, uh, say like. Yeah, well, Black Klansman, I am not really qualified to talk on, but we'll say like uh, like Amistad or, or Roots or something, where it's just like yeah, there are there are uh, themes of racism in the movie that are kind of unique to an American cultural context. But if you removed it from that context and showed that movie elsewhere, they would still have a very profound emotional impact because they're dealing with like universal themes. Um, if you took, like, Sophie's Choice, like, if you, le- like, let's say that the Holocaust, um, this is gonna, this is going to sound bad because, like, there are conspiracy theorists that believe this, but let's say, like, the Holocaust or World War II never happened, but you took a movie like Schindler's List or Sophie's Choice, um, you still played it, and it was just, like, about this fictitious event that happened. Those movies would still play and have a profound emotional impact, because yeah, it's based on the effectiveness of the film, yeah, based on the effectiveness of the film, it has nothing to do with like the cultural you know landscape from which they came out of. Um, Black Panther, if you remove it from that cultural context, then it's just a comic book movie, same as Doctor Strange or or Iron Man or any of the other Marvel movies. It's it plays exactly the same. Um, so we can't really be judging it based on merits that the film itself doesn't actually have. It's just, you know, stuff that we're assigning to it based on our understanding of the Right. It's American the connotation that the cinema. audience puts on it. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I would I would have to agree. It's just it's one of those things where I I I question whether or not the Marvel movies will still be going on in ten years and if we're gonna care.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they will, maybe they won't, but you know, it's what really bums me out is that this is the first comic book movie that's ever gotten an Oscar. Because as I, I said earlier in the in the show, Logan,
1: <laughs> Dark Knight, Dark Knight,
0: yeah. I mean, he Ledger got an Jesus Oscar, Christ. but that's like let's all let, let let's all uh, call it for what it is. He would have never been nominated had he not passed away, and that is not to say that he didn't deserve it. He absolutely did, but um, that was like a special case. Like this is the kind of movie that I mentioned early. Um, that the Academy is very good at overlooking, even though it has merit, um, is other comic book movies or other action movies or even sci-fi movies. Like, something what, like what Star Wars movies? doesn't get nominated, but, you know, something... Like, the year The Empire Strikes Back came out, the movie that won Best Picture was Kramer versus Kramer. I've seen Kramer versus Kramer. It's a fine movie. But, like, does that have the cultural impact that something like... Empire Strikes Back does, has absolutely. I mean, not. okay, like it's it's unfair
1: to compare any kind of fucking movie to Empire Strikes Back, though.
0: Yeah, but still, what like, I mean, what as, I mean as as is like, yeah, if no, if the, the Oscars point, are yeah. just a celebration of movie making, um, and what is you know a, a celebration of good movies, then they should be more inclusive, um, of stuff even like Black Panther. Um, but the but the problem that I have with this is like it it fits in this very you know unique concept and we have to deal with the Oscars as they exist not as they should exist so at the end of the day is this uh, going to be a good thing I don't know um, maybe, it, maybe it will be maybe this uh, best popular movie category will open the door to uh, getting recognition for other kind of movies that, that deserve I mean, recognition but don't fit into the very narrow confines of what we see as Oscar films Right, but,
1: like, removing it from that perspective, like, there's still so many other categories that are more deserving than just, like, movie that made the most money.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, and so that's where Mission the cynical Impossible element Fallout comes in, where it's just like, well, <laughs> does it matter if the movie's popular? Who cares? Um, yeah,
1: but, I mean, like, something like Mission Impossible Fallout, where it's, it's, it's not the greatest movie of the franchise, I mean, it's not the greatest movie, um, but, I mean, I, I still watched it in theaters, like, six times because it's impressive to watch. Like, mm-hmm. that is a that is a movie that is deserving of all the acknowledgement and appreciation that any Best Picture nominee would require just because of the amount of effort and dedication that went into making that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many people risk—I mean, mainly Tom Cruise—risks his life, like, just trying to bring us entertainment. Just make a stunt category. Like...
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh yeah and i'm like wondering how like what are the ways that you could fix a problem like that um
1: i mean they have a best uh visual effects but i mean mm-hmm. do they really is there any necessary distinction between um practical and digital like is this i mean we have two different fucking quali- uh, categories for um sound mixing and sound editing and as edgar wright pointed out a few years ago i was like doesn't matter which one Hmm. um yeah Yeah, Yeah, we'll we'll see. First man got snubbed on uh, best score. That was a bummer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tony
1: Collette got snubbed on best actress. That Mm -hmm. that one actually kind of pissed me off because I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but that was still the best performance I've seen all year.
0: Mm Mhm. Spider Verse got nominated for best animated. it it really. I think it's a better movie than Black Panther, honestly. Um I mean, just Spider-Man all around. Was, I,
1: there there's been a couple films that I did really like this year. Um Annihilation is also super up there on like the movies that I just fucking adored uh of 2018. Um but I, I don't Spider-Man uh was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I very I rarely say that, but it's it's probably the most perfect summer movie i've seen since like sam raimi's spider-man 2
0: Mm -hmm. yeah every uh,
1: aspect of it is enjoyable like it's 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 entertaining it's energetic it's fun Mm -hmm. Uh, without without being like bland or without feeling like it's compromising on any other aspect of story or narrative without having to appeal to the MacGuffin stones yeah um like it's it's just very well done it's beautifully animated, and I think the ingenuity of it is deserving of uh, all the awards, because it won the Producers Guild Award, it won the Golden Globe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess it's it's just left to see if it wins the Academy Award, which I, I do hope it does.
0: Yeah, I hope so, too. Um, somebody was posting, like, uh, somebody on Discord posted something. Actually, it might have been Nick. Um,
1: Friend of the show, Nick Wolfhard.
0: Yeah, for people that li- literally that was the last episode that we did. Um it was the one that he was on. But yeah, no, I, I it was like a chances like an Oscar chances. I don't know how to calculate a thing like that, but it said that like it looks like Incredibles will probably win over Spider-Man. Um Oh yeah, did you see hand. the Incredibles? Yeah. I did. It was it, was, it was all
1: right. I mean the the set pieces were well done. The story, the narrative wasn't all that great.
0: Um, is it better than Spooderman?
1: No, it was not better than Spooderman.
0: See, okay, this is the thing that I, I will say about Spider-Man, because we obviously haven't talked about it. Um, I It might be my favorite Spider-Man movie. I, I don't know. Um, it's It seems uh, blasphemous to say that it could be better than Spider-Man 2, but I did watch Spider-Man 2 relatively recently, um, and... It didn't hold up the way that I remembered it, which is not to say that it wasn't fantastic and it was still very much the best Spider Man movie, one of the best comic book movies up until that point. Um, and, but, like, I, I feel like Into the Spider Verse fires on all cylinders. It does things, that movie does things that um, I want to see more. From comic book movies in general, just in terms of its sheer fucking inventedness and ingenuity, like it is such a gorgeously made movie. Um, they do things, and yes, it's an animated movie, but like it is so fucking cinematic. Like they do things visually. It's it's just a stunning movie to look at. Um, the soundtrack is incredible. Uh, the the voice acting is incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, even, I think
0: that even small for my money. Yeah, yeah. For my money, uh, this is the first time that Spider Man has appeared on screen, and it felt like Spider Man to me. Like that that opening sequence with going to say Chris Pine, Peter Parker. Yeah, Chris Pine is
1: Spider Man. Um, I mean, I was like,
0: they they, fucking nailed it. They they got really
1: big names for really small parts in this film because Peter Parker, quote unquote, has a very small role in the film. Um, Yeah, but even at that, like he's he's charismatic. He's fun. Like you can tell that this is. Like the Spider-Man that really hopped off the page um, in ways that neither uh, Tobey Maguire or Tom Holland really accomplished. Um, mm-hmm. Now, going back, like I, I do love Tobey And I like
0: both of those actors in their roles. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm
1: not necessarily a fan of the way that the Marvel Cinematic Universe utilizes Tom Holland's Spider-Man, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, he, he does a good job. Uh, yes. My de facto go-to is always to Tobey Maguire um, but that's not necessarily so much, like, he, he does a great Peter Parker, um, but it always does feel very distinctive that his Peter Parker and his Spider-Man aren't two separate entities. Um, mm-hmm. it's always just Peter Parker in the suit. Um.
0: Yeah. It's, his Spider-Man is very stiff, and that's not what Spider-Man should be. Well, I mean, that's, it's like, because,
1: like, you know that scene in the first Spider-Man where Mary Jane's hanging on to him as they're swinging up to the rooftop?
0: Uh, mm-hmm. it's a mannequin. It's, well, he's literally a mannequin, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was very rarely actually Tobey Maguire in the costume at any point. Um, a lot of times it was stunt people. A lot of times it was just a dummy. Um, a lot of times it was CGI. So I get, I give Tobey Maguire props for like doing his best, like because it, it, that was not an easy thing to pull off. I think any actor would have had would have been incredibly challenged by that. Yeah. Um, and well,
1: granted too, we also don't get to see like Peter Parker in this movie. Um... Mm-hmm. but I mean getting to see spider-man the way he kind of pops off the comics
0: yeah um, this was this was the spider-man of the comics presented on screen for what I feel like feels like the first time yeah and, and, um, I, and I feel
1: like the uh that kind of resonance with the audience that it has is what makes some of that movie so effective like it it shows... Uh, like, the death of Peter Parker. Like, everyone kind of staring at their phones and the screens on Times Square, like,
0: lighting up. And, being, and that like, was such a fucking good sequence, it was, too. It cause, was a great like, sequence, yeah. It felt so real. And this, like, oddly enough, because it's an animated movie, but oddly enough, like, the New York of this movie felt like New York City. Like, I live in New York City. You used to live here. We can attest. To, we know what New York is. The New York of the Sam Raimi movies was always kind of like that cinematic New York, and I and I liked their interpretation of it, but it didn't feel like the real New York City. Right. Um, And
1: the Amazing Spider-Man, I almost forgot about the Amazing Spider-Man movies. The Amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah, the Amazing um,
0: Spider-Man. We don't need to even really discuss them. They happened.
1: Yeah, that was the thing. Well, yeah, it's just like the Amazing Spider-Man movies kind of lost the sense of identity that the city was. Uh, I mean, I'll point to, like, the the Dark Knight movies where, like, uh, Batman Begins, like, there's a strong kind of sense of what Gotham City is, uh, which is kind Mm -hmm. of lost in uh, The Dark Knight where it just turns into a city and it's not necessarily Gotham City. Um, Mm -hmm. But with Into the Spider-Verse, like, it's it's one of the few movies that does feel uniquely like New York. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Uh, And the characters felt like New Yorkers, like... Um, one of the things that people say about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming uh, if you remember like the controversy that accent. came out Yeah. <laughs> well if you remember the controversy that came out with like race swapping a lot of the characters people are like why do I do that it's just, you're just shoehorning diversity for no reason first of all I have no problem with that whatsoever because like go to fucking Queens um, if like it, it's the most diverse region in the fucking world like um, the idea that you would have a, a classroom full of like white kids from the 1950s in modern day New York City, that's absurd like you would never see never see that Like I, I think that that movie um, just in terms of the way the characters look, looks a little bit more like New York I think that was a little bit more realistic but it doesn't feel like New York still, it feels like a movie um, uh the characters don't really... Their New York accent, if they appear at all, which I don't really recall any of them having in, in that movie, um, they just feel like generic movie people um, and generic movie characters, whereas the characters in Into the Spider-Verse, like, fucking Miles Morales feels like a kid that I would run into on the subway. Yeah. Um, like, to a T. Like, I live in Brooklyn now, um... And that movie feels like it takes place in brooklyn it t- it feels like it takes place in like south williamsburg well i mean like even um, even down or, to like
1: the uh, the little kind of jokes and the, the spider man movies have always kind of had like little new york theme jokes i think possibly the amazing spider man was the only one that fucked up all of its new york theme jokes um mm-hmm. which is odd because i think the amazing spider man 2 was entirely filmed in new york if i remember correctly
0: yeah i think that's the only one that was also
1: yeah and uh that, that one fucks it up so many times it's kind of hilarious um mm. but i mean even just like little jokes where chris pine chris pine spider-man uh, is like i can't let you suck brooklyn into a black hole staten yeah. island maybe but not brooklyn <laughs> right yeah right it, yeah This is one of like those things helicopter. where i'm like oh that's great and uh, I had people in the theater being like, "What, what was so funny about that? What's Staten Island?" And be like, "It's it's just it's the worst."
0: Just, just don't worry about it. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you should never have to worry about it.
0: Uh, I'll apologize to the people of Staten Island. I think you're fine people.
1: Uh, this uh, I, this one comedian, I forgot who it was, but he was like. Yeah, you remember that, that uh, Godzilla movie, the Roland Emmerich one? Like, you imagine Godzilla? She turns up in Staten Island and comes out of the water. Ah! Oh, this is the before <laughs> picture? Oh, God. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so I think that cuts to another good point is like, there's humor in this movie that, A, it was like laugh out loud funny a lot. Like, I found myself actually laughing. Whereas with Marvel movies, I feel like when I'm watching them, I'm like, oh, okay, laugh goes here. Uh, the, I feel yeah, like when they're writing those laughter. movies, yeah, I, I feel like when they're writing those movies, they could like they're they're probably just like, well, dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. Here's the joke. Dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. Here's where the joke will go, and they could just like put place fillers in. Yeah,
1: and that's kind of um, the problem that I seem to have with a lot of modern day movies now because that type of writing seems to be infecting all other forms of cinema. Uh, mm-hmm. it was kind of the largest problem I had with like uh, this new generation of Star Wars like with The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi there's a type of yeah. humor that's not natural it's written humor and it's edited humor and it, it, it doesn't work in a world mm-hmm. that's not a comic book
0: yes yes I I, I would agree and, um, well, we talked about in the last Jedi episode uh, our problems with that movie, but, like, yeah, it, it all feels very paint-by-numbers. Like, uh, all of it just seems so calculated, and this isn't a Marvel problem, this isn't a Disney problem, necessarily, this is just a problem in movies right now.
1: Yeah, but um, it's a, it's a, a problem a that certain kind from of what Marvel created, like this is just mm-hmm. how movies are made nowadays like movies are popular but what I'll
0: say is like those types of jokes do work in the Marvel movies like I may or may not like them but humor is one of those subjective things but like tonally they constructed the world around that so it it, it still works in ways that it doesn't when you force it into other movies like yeah. that's why I think it fails with Star Wars and I, I think where it was just like we're trying to put MCU style movie or MC, MCU style humor into Star Wars where it never existed before, um, and Star Wars like there was always humor in those movies. They weren't dry, like it, but it was a very specific kind of humor that, that, that worked for that world. And I don't think that you know yeah, it's what like they were trying to do in when, Last Jedi really worked.
1: When Han Solo runs down the hallway all confident, and runs into that huge group of stormtroopers, and then ends up running <laughs> back away and just kind of catches Chewbacca coming down the hall and
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: sees him one direction, and sees him run back in the other direction. Like it's it it's comedy that works. Um, one of the things that Spider-Verse has going for it is being the fact that it's animated, you can kind of get away with everything being overemphasized or certain things being overacted, um, mm-hmm. and it not being really... Yeah, there are things that shouldn't have worked, but they did. Yeah, and, then, and a lot of things like working regardless of how it is, because if it's not quote-unquote real, can get, you can get away with a lot more. Um, one of the problems that the Marvel movies has in terms of humor... Um, I, and I don't... I, this is my opinion. I feel like the comedy in Marvel and the comedy in The Last Jedi doesn't work um, because the comedy is purely based around the punchline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it gets a good reaction out of you the first time, but it's it's only funny the first time. The second time, like, you still may get a chuckle, but like, the more you revisit whatever respective film you're watching, the less funny it gets, and the less funny it seems the more glaring some of its other issues kind of turn out. I remember really liking Guardians of the Galaxy the first time I saw it. Uh, and mm-hmm. then the second time I saw it, I was still into it, but it wasn't the greatest thing ever. And the more and more I watched it, the less and less I liked it. Um, and the yeah. thing about Into the Spider-Verse is I've seen it about six or seven times now. Wow, Jesus. Uh, I, okay. I worked in a movie theater. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's just one of those things where it's still funny like after mm-hmm. after I guess spoiler after um miles gets his hand stuck to Gwen Stacy's head uh-huh. and they have to like cut all of her hair off and then he's walking yeah. through the school and it's like who is that what is this no one knows like everyone knows like it's really <laughs> funny consistently um yeah because it's 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 not just the punchline it is the setup around it it is the way it's worked into the story it's it's everything about the film that, it, that contributes to making the movie enjoyable. And it's not something mm-hmm. that ever degrades upon rewatch.
0: Yeah. It's so good. It's such a good movie, dude. Um, and has shocking. That, has that checked from the so. yet? I feel like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, shockingly so, because, like, we'll... well we no need to mince words like Sony doesn't have the best track record especially when it comes to Spider-Man these days yeah like um and not only was this like a good movie it was a fucking fantastic movie and I this is a but it goes back to like um you know Lord and Miller uh the directors of this movie that also directed the Lego movies which I wasn't a huge fan of but like I, I get why people like them um like and they were the ones that got fired from Han Solo. Like this makes me really want to see what their Han Solo would have looked like.
1: Now, granted, it wasn't Lord and Miller who did Spider Man. I mean, I think it was a. Uh, I think it was just one of them. I it don't was Lord remember. Or yeah, I don't remember which one. But they contributed to the story and the script, and they were one of the producers. But it wasn't the two of them.
0: Okay. But either way, like. This is the perfect example of what happens when you get a really creative person um, that has a passion for what they're doing. Uh, obviously, has a fucking deep love of the source material because there's so much, so much in this movie that, like, it, it's 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 deep cuts like all the way around. You know, there's also um, there's
1: also another thing that I actually really noticed that was funny too. Um, uh, I think it was Phil Lord or, or Chris Mill. They're really interchangeable to me at this point, but one of them uh, tweeted. How dare you? I'm sorry. It's just because they're, they're such a good duo together. I can't say <laughs> one name without saying the other name.
0: Um, right, right, right.
1: But uh, they, they tweeted out, like, someone's like, hey, um, when are we going to get 1970s Japanese Tokusatsu Spider Man up in the mix? And they mm-hmm. tweeted out, like, if it crosses two, 200 million domestic we'll put him in the sequel. <laughs> uh, but it, it was just one of those things where it made me like, Oh yeah, I forgot about seventies Tokusatsu Spider-Man and rewatching the film. Uh, there's two shots in the movie where like, uh, miles has his desk where he's like drawing a bunch of shit. Uh, there's mm-hmm. one in the beginning and there's one during that sequence where like Peter Parker dies. Uh, but there's like a mech on his desk that he's drawn and I looked at it and I went, Holy fuck, that's the mech from the Spider-Man series in the 70s from Japan.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, there's like a lot of little, a lot of little things in this movie, but it, it goes to show you when you get a creative person, let them do what they want to do um, you could come out with an amazing fucking product. Well, I think it's. Um,
1: I, I think you can actually go back on the podcast here because I'm I'm fair. I'm like ninety percent certain I said this on on record. Um, but it was when they first released the teaser for Into the Spider Verse like two years ago, and I said mm-hmm. like this movie looks prettier than any of the Marvel movies.
0: Yeah, well, th- because this that was, you know, always one of my biggest complaints about about the Marvel movies is they just look bland. They look like TV movies. Um, this is fucking just so lovely to look at. I mean, if, if you're familiar but, uh,
1: with uh, the Twitter handle One Perfect Shot, where it just takes uh, frames out of films and just like highlights the, like the beauty of them, literally right. every sequence has one of those in this. Not even every yeah. sequence. Every every shot is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, I can't stress how good of a job the animators did.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's so stylized it has this very unique look to it um, and yeah it, it 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 fires from every cylinder for me personally where uh, like it, it does everything that I've ever wanted you know a movie like this to do yeah like I like interesting looking movies I like when you do like just some of the the quote-unquote camera work in this um It's so adaptive to what Spider-Man is as a concept.
1: I mean, I I love Uh, that sequence where he's kind of first figuring his powers out, and he falls out the window, and he's, like, walking on the edge of the building, and the camera, mm -hmm. like, follows him through the window out the door, and it's kind of turning with him around the corner. Um, I mean, all of it it feels unrealistic, but in the sense that this is who Spider-Man is, and he has to deal with the unrealistic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and like the Green Goblin sequence at the beginning, like the camera is twisting in these ways that are—it's just like it—it's—it's it's really hammering home. It's like, oh, he's a Spider Man. It looks like you're watching it from the perspective of a spider or something. Like, um, yeah, they just—they—they they do everything right, Michael. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: I'm. I can't, I can't movie. disagree. With it. It's yeah, it's, it's it's up there. It might be my favorite or one of my favorite films of the year.
0: Yeah, it's uh pro- well I haven't seen as many movies as I I typically do this year, but uh, it's probably the movie of the year for me. Um definitely the best comic book movie that's come out this year, uh, to my mind. I mean it's it's probably um, the
1: best comic book movie I would say that's come out since
0: In a long time. Well, yeah since I would since say Logan, the Winter Soldier. Say. Yeah. Okay, oh you put Winter Soldier above Logan?
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot Logan came out that recently. Yeah, no, Logan's great. Um, yeah, no, since Logan. There you go. Oh, you know what? I did love Deadpool 2 a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's been a damn fine year for comic book movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say it's better than Deadpool 2, though.
0: Yes. Yeah, I, I, I also enjoyed I might have liked Deadpool 2 a smidge more than I liked Deadpool 1. I would agree. Um, now yeah, it's a really fun movie but yeah it's uh this is like it, this is what i'm talking about when i'm like with something like the mcu you'll always have you know a good movie but it's like within the confines of what you define like,
1: a good marvel movie to be
0: right yeah. um they've they've put themselves into like this very constrained and narrow uh view of what they're allowed to do there are rules that those movies follow that um this one breaks every one of them it's like yeah those are funny movies but like it's a very particular kind of humor um they're never like visually exciting they're never really um you know all of that daring in terms of the material that they'll take on. Like they'll do weird stuff. But they, like but Infinity they never, War. They never but...
1: cross the line into either being too goofy or too embarrassing. Mm. Um, and they don't they have, take certain problem. risks. Iron Man or um, uh, Aquaman. Had. Yeah. You you saw Aquaman, right?
0: No, no, I haven't seen Aquaman. Oh, still, fuck no, fuck it
1: was, uh, <laughs> I I uh, it's not for me. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's it's the fight scenes are very very well put together i mean i know james wan loves his his 360 cam thing um does it all all of his movies i don't know if i saw the most recent fast and the furious movies but i know he did in star trek beyond that um do you know what i'm talking about where like two characters start fighting and like there's a camera on a dolly and the dolly's just in a circular track around them
0: yeah, and it just like I feel like he's them. done that in some of like the horror movies that he does too. It has he, he? Likes, uh,
1: I swear he, to God, if you watch Aquaman free and, cameras. and if you take a shot every time that that shot happens, you will be dead by the end of the film. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, like, I mean, but I mean, they're still really well done. I mean, it's just kind of nauseating. It's like how Kingsman: The Golden Circle used the hypercam for every action sequence. Like it's cool yeah, here yeah. and there. It's, it's very memorable. Sequel, but, but if you know yeah. too much of a good thing diabetes. Um, Worked
0: really well in the, the first movie for the one sequence that they used Yeah, to. the one. Um, um, but, you uh... To, you don't need to revisit that too many times.
1: Yeah, but, like, there, there are parts of Aquaman where I legitimately didn't know if the movie was fucking with me. Does that make sense? Like, there, um, there's, there's a sequence where he's fighting, a, like, the Kraken, essentially, uh, and it knocks him through this wall. And it's I shit you not, the generic iMovie bowling pin sound effect. Oh, really. <laughs> like it's like the kind of sound effect where like if you let it play out like for two more seconds you would have heard the sound start to loop.
0: I think they need more iMovie sound effects in, in major motion pictures. Yeah,
1: and like and there's another scene where he's knocked off a, a building. And then it has like the the wily e. coyote
0: kind of whistle as he falls. You, you know what? I think Red Letter Media pointed pointed that exact thing out because I think they also said it sounded like an iMovie sound effect. Did they really? I watched their review of Aquaman. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, um. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's one thing. Like I watched the movie the first time, uh, and the first time I watched it, uh, like I started hysterically laughing towards the very end of it because it felt like my brain was collapsing in on itself <laughs> like mm. I, I couldn't handle the movie anymore and I had to stop watching it but like I'll, I'll check in like now and then like rewatch movies and there's sections that I've rewatched be like do I remember this correctly like did this happen did they play like this like Reigns of Africa song at one point point? <laughs> and I went back and I watched it I'm like nope that, that was it I wasn't delirious that happened um and I just, I just don't fucking understand it. <laughs> um, God, Aquaman—it was a movie. I know uh, James Wan, like he said, it was like it was a disgrace that that movie wasn't nominated for Best VFX, right? Um, uh, fuck, man, I, I disagree one hundred percent. There, there are certain, there are certain times in that movie. It's and it's never like all the stuff like in Atlantis looks fine. Um, like it's mm-hmm. cool that they managed to like make everything look like it was underwater and everyone was swimming and it was, it was cool it was pretty it's, it's it's very colorful um but every time they're in the real world and like Django Fett is standing on a dock I mm-hmm. oh fuck it looks like it's out of a PlayStation 2 um yeah there's there's one shot where um Jace Momoa and uh I forget the actress who plays the other other character in the movie um but they're they're just on a boat riding into the sunset, and it looks so fucking bad. <laughs> like I I I I just had to think like this made it into the finished product. Um. Yeah. Fuck man, like that I don't I don't know. I don't know if like particularly bad shots lessen the amount of attention to detail that the really good ones have, uh. But there's just a lot where I was just like, oh fuck, like it took me out of it and went, oh this is. Uh, How much did they spend making this? Because it
0: wasn't as much as I would have thought. Yeah, well, I just remember from the trailer, like, a bunch of shots looking kind of wonky, where I was like, I I don't know, I don't know. And then people are like, well, maybe it's not finished. Listen, uh, people, when they show it in the trailer, it's almost always finished, so stop bringing up that fucking argument. It never holds water.
1: Yeah, um... Yeah, Aquaman. Yeah,
0: that movie was um, not good. Yeah. Uh, so, do, do we, is Henry Cavill still going to be Superman and Ben Affleck still going to be Batman? Is I, that just gone now?
1: No, I thought they, they were done. I thought like Ben Affleck was done. They're replacing him happen. with, prospectively, Jake Gyllenhaal for the Batman that starts filming at fall, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and but Henry, they were saying
0: that that was going to be like...
1: Yeah, I, I, I know Henry, time. Henry Cavill was, uh, he's been done with Superman for
0: a bit. Well, well, well. I,
1: th- I think they, did they confirm that? Like, when they confirmed that he was doing the Witcher series?
0: I don't think that they've ever confirmed anything. No. Um, but it sounds like at this point, yeah, they're just, they're probably just done.
1: I mean, yeah, it sounds like they're just kind of pulling the plug. From what I hear, though, like, um, I mean, they just recently this week released a new TV spot for, uh, shazam it's like 54 seconds or something um and it it looks like a lot of fun um reportedly the the film has like a modest 80 million dollar budget uh so people Mm -hmm. are saying like the movie can make like justice league numbers and still be like a
0: quote-unquote success oh sure yeah um yeah you don't need to spend all that money on shazam
1: yeah we're also still getting... getting that black adam movie for some reason
0: yeah, it's so weird that they uh we'll get that in a minute. Yeah. It's so weird that uh they did that so far in advance.
1: They announced like that like what, five years ago?
0: Okay. I feel like it's always been with me. I feel like it's always been a part of my life. I've always for the entire time that I've been alive on this earth, have known that The Rock is playing Black Adam for some reason.
1: <laughs> I think we found out that The Rock was 50, playing Black 62, Adam right?
0: before we figured out that there was going to be
1: a Shazam movie, and then they said, oh, no, no, we're making a Shazam movie, then we're making a Black Adam movie, and then they're going to fight. And everyone's like, you think you're going to make it that long?
0: <laughs> like, you... First of all, who gives a fuck about Black Adam or Shazam? No one knows who those people are. I don't even know who those, who those people are.
1: Shazam is um, also referred to as Captain Marvel.
0: No, not anymore.
1: Yeah, not anymore. That's
0: a lady now. When's that movie coming out? We got a trailer for that. March, now. Everybody was underwhelmed. Yeah,
1: overwhelmed uh, yeah. The, the trailer, honestly, like, it, it feels weird because, like, it's, I'm going to see the movie. Um, but, like, I kind of don't care all too much. Like, I'm more excited than seeing, like, oh, what happens in the MCU or in the 90s with Captain Marvel and who Brie Larson's character is. I'm just kind of like, man, I get to see 90s Samuel L. Jackson again. Oh, shit. The movie's Hell rated PG-13, yeah. though. He's not going to say the word motherfucker.
0: Speaking of which, um, how's Glass? You saw Glass, right? I
1: did see Glass. It was um, the worst of the trilogy.
0: It, okay. Granted,
1: it's been some time since I've seen Unbreakable, and I remember enjoying Unbreakable the first time I saw mm-hmm. it, but I also remember uh, that being like one of the first movies where I'm like, oh, I don't think M. Night Shyamalan's ever heard human beings talk yeah um, he's,
0: uh, he's got a style
1: yeah uh and then split came out and i wasn't like blown away by it like it was it was a solid little i was
0: blown i was blown away by the fact that it was an unbreakable sequel and that i did not realize that uh by the time i sat down to watch it i was blown away that they kept that secret
1: yeah um Yeah, no, I I was too, but I mean, like, it wasn't, like, blown away by the film itself. Like, it was a very solid film. It was was good. I wouldn't say it passes the line into great. Um, But the interesting thing about those two movies is that Unbreakable existed in, like, this kind of cultural zeitgeist before superhero movies really took off. So it had, like, the subtext of a superhero movie while not necessarily wearing it on its sleeve. Uh, And then Split was this kind of pseudo-monster movie where you kind of question the reality of is it actually a monster movie, or is it a person that's just lost his mind? Um, and then mm-hmm. by the time you get to, uh, to Glass, like, it's, it's very apparent that, I mean, in the trailer, like, the movie that you see in the trailer is the movie. Um, yeah. And it's, it's going to be about creating a comic book fight between uh, this person who might be a superhero and this person with DID that might be a monster. Um, and so we're getting to the fact where it's no longer subtext, it's no longer a niche horror film, it's now just a comic book movie where they battle. Um, and it's innately the least interesting of the three movies. Um, it starts off strong, it starts off, like, entertaining, at least, like, it's not really great, or it's not really interesting, but it's entertaining, um... And then the movie kind of grinds to a halt and narratively goes nowhere for an hour. Uh, and then it ends on a really overly convoluted and stupid ending that just kind of felt insulting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, has, has anyone told you the ending yet?
0: I watched the half in the bag for it this morning, so... Uh,
1: oh, did that come out already? Yeah,
0: they did. they already spoiled it, yeah. Um, and that was fun. I was like, uh, I, I may or may not see this, so I may as well watch it.
1: Yeah, it's, um, yeah, no, it, it comes across as, um, real unfulfilling.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean the most, well, yeah, the it most sounds, well, lo- lo- the, the last act of the movie, it sounds like changes everything and kind of tacks on this entire other, uh, it, I guess doesn't really tack it on because like it. You know, throughout the rest of the movie, they are they are kind of talking about it, but they verify a thing that happens, and then <laughs> for the last fifteen minutes of the movie, it sounds like it's a completely different movie. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, it was it was lovely doing this again, Michael. Uh, we're gonna start doing them again once a week. Uh, Don't yeah
1: yep. Yeah. Not gonna not gonna be once a year again. We'll we'll get Nick back. We'll we'll get the the important one. At some point,
0: <laughs> we will. Um, well, yeah, he wants to come back and do some stuff. We were talking about maybe doing, um, like, uh, you remember when we were very uh, briefly doing like episodes of Pokemon and shit like that, and doing oh, commentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about doing that for like JoJo or something, like one of the okay that he likes.
1: Is he um is he gonna be like here for like New York Comic Con this year or something? We should like we're recording like we're in the sound well, let's record the outro and then we'll talk about it.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I don't well yeah I don't know when he's actually going to be like in town in town he's like last time when he came in he was only here for like a day because they were about mm-hmm. to go to like Fin just wrapped stranger things and then they were all going on like a family vacation because mm. they rarely get time to do that um, and so they were going to meet in New York and then fly to Spain and then they ended up getting stuck in JFK, JFK. for like yeah 48 hours um, um which is crazy
1: well but. thank you once again for joining us on mm-hmm. off time jive we hope to see you again soon
0: eventually yeah. these oscars are going to come out and we could see if we're uh, validated in any of our opinions uh,
1: yeah that's all we search for in life is validation i guess mm-hmm. it's
0: all i need it's all i want uh but It was lovely talking to you people again. uh, We'll do it again sometime. Uh, Get out of my house.